0: No problem at all. Thank you for having me. So I want to make this very clear when everyone uh, when everyone hears this, if you don't mind, put your, your uh, microphones on mute. Uh, it's not just about children's books. I'm going to talk to you guys about how to get a book inside of Walmart. What's the protocol? I'm going to tell you how to market your book, the whole nine. So if you have any questions, save them to the end, because nine times out of ten, I'm going to answer every question while I'm doing my presentation. So first and foremost, I want to talk to you guys about... Uh, the aspiration of wanting to be more. So when I first started writing a children's book, I was thinking, okay, how do I get the exposure, right? How do I turn this book into a business? That was one of the main things. How do I turn a book into a business? Because with books, you, you're, you'll you end up coming out with a book every year if you don't focus on it the right way, right? So I moved from Florida to Northwest Arkansas, and I told my wife, I say, if we can just get this book inside of Walmart, we'll create some type of momentum, and then we'll be able to kickstart off of different merchandise. So I didn't know necessarily how to get inside Walmart, so I took a trip to Walmart, and there was a gentleman coming out, and that gentleman that was coming out, I purposely bumped into him so I can get his attention. Uh, Lo and behold, I didn't notice that he was the VP of Walmart. So when I bumped into him, I said, excuse me, sir, can you tell me how do I get my children's books inside of Walmart? So he said, tell me more. I say, no problem. Uh, My name is Darshawn McAway. I started babyauthors.com. I created this five book children's series, and I'm just trying to figure out if I can get this book inside the store. He said, well, I'm just a person to meet. My name is James Cameron. I'm the vice president. Why don't you give me your business card and I'll connect you with the book buyer. Now, I'm going to pause on that story. Usually, what happens when people approach Walmart? They have to send in a proposal, a business proposal in most cases. Um, and, and usually that person is the publisher on your behalf because they want to see your sales. Now, I skipped through all the red tape of having a publisher pitch my book towards Walmart and Walmart saying, hey, we think your book is interesting. With the vice president talking to me first and foremost, that fast tracked me directly to the book buyer. Now, within three days of her giving her, uh, excuse me, of him emailing her uh, about my books, she said, "Hey, James Cameron told me you're the person to meet. I would love to talk to you about your books. I think your books are wonderful. This is exactly what we need in our stores. Uh, when, what are, when are you available?" So I told her my availability and I asked her, "I say, ma'am, do you mind if I bring my wife and my daughter uh, to the meeting?" She said, "Absolutely no problem." So within about two weeks from there, we came into the meeting. And one thing that was very surprising to me, the way Walmart uh, does businesses, the first thing she told me was, hey, we know that you're a small publishing company and we see companies like you all the time. We have a tendency to put you guys out of business because of the amount of units that we order. We want to order 60,000 units from you but we're afraid that in this 90 day probation period, you won't be able to handle it because we need to know if you can sell 60,000 copies. So I said, well, ma'am, I'm not able to sell 60,000 copies in 90 days. I say, but what I can tell you is let's do 250, right? Let's do 250 in 90 days. And let's see how I do. She said, okay, that's a challenge, but we can do that. I'll do that for you since James Cameron told me to look out for you. So we ended up securing that deal and lo and behold, uh, Cassandra, if you can go to Walmart picture number one, lo and behold, what I didn't realize was I didn't know that James Cameron knew I had the meeting and he was coming back to congratulate me because he believed in me so much. So if you can show that picture, if you go to Walmart, uh, Walmart number one, okay so that's i think that's two uh which was great for me because for the vice president to shake my wife's hand i was i was ecstatic okay so that was that was when anaya was uh she was about seven months old and that was us coming out of the meeting basically securing the deal uh, if you go to uh, number three i think there was a part in there uh where uh he ended up praying with us uh, just shortly after now the person who took the picture was xavier thomas Uh, That was one of my staff members that I had brought with us. So we were that was a moment in history. That was 2016 I think that was a March March or May of 2016 And that was the first time that I realized that I was capable to do everything that I wanted to do if I put my mind to it So since then up until now, we've had the books inside of Walmart now. Let's move on from there I want to tell you guys about having Uh, having a clear goal for your book. Now, many of you have already published a book, which is great. Uh, Many of you are trying to figure out how to publish a book, which is even better. So one of the main things I want to talk to you about is having a clear goal. Usually in having a clear goal, you have to understand your marketing and promotion. Uh, What type of people are going to read your book? Your book is not for everybody on the face of the planet. It's for a certain age group. It's for a certain demographic. So you want to make sure that you market your book the right way, because Just because you think you have this great idea doesn't mean it's going to be a bestseller. And what is a bestseller? A bestseller is a book that sells anywhere between 500 to 10,000 copies monthly. That's a bestseller, not a New York Times bestseller, but a bestseller in general. So when you have a clear goal on how you're going to market your book, I'm just basing this off of experience. We knew that we wanted to sell our children's book to Walmart. We also knew that there were such things as children's hospitals children's uh, dentist practices, pediatric clinics, clinics, and things of that nature. So I already knew that if I got the books inside of Walmart, that was going to be my verification, then I can go to another business and say, hey, well, Walmart bought these books, why don't you buy a couple? So when whatever type of book you have, like Dr. Jane, uh, Dr. Jane White, she has a a spiritual uh, wellness uh, guide, she would want to market her book towards the yoga studios. I know it's a pandemic, it's the COVID going around, but she would want to take her book and and set it on the tables of yoga studios, some some doctor's clinics uh, when they start to open back up. But she wants to make sure that she can sell those books to those uh, offices at a wholesale rate. In most cases, when people buy something from you, they're going to purchase your book at a wholesale rate. They don't really necessarily want to buy it at the retail rate. They want to buy it at the wholesale rate. So you have to focus on that. So let's get back to marketing and promotion. Now, as I'm telling you these things, these are things that I'm doing right now. One thing I knew for sure that when before this is before the pandemic, one thing I knew for sure was if I can get my books inside of the the new homes that are being built by the real estate companies, that'll help us out tremendously. So there's companies in my area that are building houses, you know, within 700 houses within like four months, you know, we got companies like uh, uh, Keller Williams and, Uh, Rosh Coleman and stuff like that so I knew that they were building single-family homes parent home uh, whatever you want to call them so I started pitching my books to those real estate companies so not only was I doing children's hospitals I started doing real estate companies so what you're what you're thinking about is this guys when you're trying to market and promote a book how do I sell units how do I sell hundreds of units how do I sell thousands of units right you got to think of the. you don't want to necessarily think about the consumer You want to turn your book into a business and sell business to business. This is how you move units and you keep track of those sales and those sales count, right? Those sales count towards your upsell of, Hey, I sold 10,000 copies. I sold a hundred thousand copies. Every unit counts, every number counts, every book counts. So again, let's go back to the marketing promotion. Most of the time when you write a book, you're thinking about, Hey, I'm going to send in my manuscript to to a traditional publisher. A traditional publisher is going to say this to you, they're going to say, uh, what's your what's your business proposal, right? What's your marketing plan? Uh, Why should we pick you up? Well, you know, who's your target audience? So uh, like like Judge Woods, Judge Woods has a book about uh, being a a foster child. Right. So his target audience, he would cater to people uh, that that grew up without parents. You know, they grew up in a foster home and they're trying to figure out, okay, how do I connect this book with these people? But. But his main, his main question would be, how do I sell a hundred thousand units? Right? How do I sell 100,000 units? So what I would do if I was Judge Woods, what I would do is I would reach out to all the foster homes and say, hey, I have this children's book that caters to this demographic. I'm selling it to you guys at this wholesale rate. Uh, What do you think about this? And they'll say, sure, we'll buy 25 copies from you, no problem. So if I were him, I would focus on selling those units, selling those books to foster homes to give the kids something to read about uh, so that that the kids can relate to uh, the foster kid experience okay uh is that does everybody understand it is that pretty clear so far okay great okay great all right so let's talk about this and go back to the marketing promotion because this is all this is all in the beginning this is kind of actually before you start writing a book you kind of want to have your marketing and your promotion together because uh, you know when you come out with your book this is how you're going to implement it the reason business plans are so important is because If you went to a bank or even if you showed it to me, I want you to stick to the script, right? That's very important because when you show somebody you have a business proposal or a business plan, they see that you have foundation. Uh, When you tell people what's your target market, what's your marketing audience, when you have an answer, those people know that you have a plan. Okay, so that's one thing you want to focus on is, okay, who is my target audience and how many books do I plan on coming out with? Uh, what do i plan on doing uh, with this book when it comes to marketing and promotion like am i going to come out with some t-shirts am i going to come out with some hats am i going to sell those t-shirts am i going to sell those hats those are those are marketing and promotion to get the buzz going about your book what you don't want your book to do is fade in the background when i first got started writing books i started off with poetry then i went over to romance novels then i went over to self-help and then i decided to stick with the children's books because children's books have a 80 year to a 100 year shelf life. Think about it. When you was a kid, you most of you are probably just a little bit older than me, but you remember Dr. Seuss books. Well, those books are still around. So when I came out with my self-help book, well, that was only good for two years. When I came out with my poetry book, that was only good for one year. But when you deal with children's books, that's an 80 year to a 100 year shelf life. Now, copyrights only last 70 years. So in 70 years from now, you're going to have to reissue another copyright. But the point is children's books have a, a longer longevity than any other book right not to say that you shouldn't write those books but what you want to do is if you're going to keep uh, let's say you keep a a sex book out on the market an erotica book where well, you want to make sure you have the right marketing and promotion behind that you may want to do some videos and so commercials of of what that book is about playing up on a sex scene about it or or talking about maybe some condoms let me give you an example when I came out with a, a book called say hello to me When I came out with that book, I did a promotional package of I was giving away free condoms. I had the book cover on the condoms. Well, I ended up turning that book into a business. The condoms, I gave away so many condoms. I said, well, this is hurting my pockets. Why don't I sell these condoms for $3 a pack? So I started selling condoms along with the book. And then I ended up selling that condom company off. I still have the book, but I ended up selling condoms. So I came out with my own condom based off of a book. And that's how I turned anaya's adventure series into merchandise i knew at some point i was going to turn all of her material into merchandise so that's what you do when it comes to marketing and promotion you either give it away for free and see what it's going to do or you sell it but it has to be based off of your book and that's how you turn your book into a business it goes from i want to read this material to now I want to sell some material with this book to keep the name out there that's how you keep the brand recognition out there that's how people recognize you as an author or even a business person they go well this person has children's books and they came out with some tennis shoes and they came out with some socks and book bags that's how people find out about you and that's how you create the longevity of who you are as a person okay now this is great this is this is perfect right here this is the reason i wanted to have this this talk we noticed that the world is in a pandemic so you're thinking to yourself darshan listen man i hear what you're saying that's all good how do i sell these books right now because some of the stores are closing down right we can't really go anywhere and i say rest assured no problem what you need to do is this when digital fail uh, when when printing fails do digital so you need to turn your books into a digital ebook now if you haven't already done that that's okay. You need to be working on it right now. You need to convert it into an EPUB, pub, which is basically an ebook, a digital book. In today's time, all of the software is familiar with PDF. Okay? So if you have your book now, if you upload it to Amazon, it's typically Amazon. A lot of people are going through Amazon. If you upload your book through Amazon, you'll be able to sell it as an ebook. What you want to do with ebooks is keep your price between $1.99 to $3.99. Now Okay, Darshan, I hear you, but how do I sell it? Here we go. Now, this is from experience. Experience says to Darshan, when I got started, that I was on the internet every single day. That was my job. This is what I do. I eat, live, and breathe books, right? So at a time when Google Translate was just coming out, what I decided to do was translate my English into German, translate my English into Russian. I started reaching out to different people on different platforms. At that time, it was MySpace. I started reaching out to people on MySpace, speaking in their language, having a casual conversation, and letting them know that, I know I don't speak your language fluently, but this is what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to sell my book. I'm trying to talk to you and see if you're interested in this. So you're going to have to reach out to people. You're going to have to do things such as this. You're going to have to get on Zooms. You're going to have to do uh, Twitter and IG. You don't have to do it all the time, but it depends on how far you're trying to go with your book. If you're trying to get thousands of units, so you're going to have to reach out to thousands of people. Right. You're going to have to share your material. You have to tell people who you are in this digital age. People need to see a footprint about you. You don't have to be crazy about it, but you just need to show your presence. Your presence has to be known or that book is just going to sit right there on your desk and it's not going to go anywhere. It's just going to collect dust. Okay? So you have to do phone calls, you have to do emails, you have to do social media. And and when you're out and about, you have to tell people who you are. Um, I went to go work for a, uh, a call center back in 2012. And from 2012, what I had realized working at that call center, I, I think I worked there for like 60 days. Part of my goal was to figure out if there is a company that's going to teach me how to sell their product and upsell, well, I'm going to apply that same theory to my life. Right? So I went to go work for, it, it was AT&T and AT&T. When you're fixing, when you're fixing the internet, they tell you, Hey, do an upsell, you know, try to upgrade it. Okay, so when I quit that job, I say, you know what, I remember having a technique of telling people how to, hey, why don't you get this this higher internet service, right? So what I decided to do after doing my cold calls was I figured out a way to when I talk to people out of the phone books, they don't really exist anymore, but this is the pastime. Out of the phone books, I would call a person and I would say, hey, I'm looking for Melissa. There's no Melissa that stays here. Oh, well, no problem. My name is Sean McAway. I came out with this particular book. Uh, would you like to hear more about it? And they'll say, get off my phone. Click. Right. So I, I got all kind of hang ups. Right. Hang up, hang up, hang up, hang up. But what I was doing was I was slowly implementing My voice in there and just being a person that was going to call that person back and say, Hey, I remember I called you. I think our phone lost, lost connection. I was trying to tell you that I came out with this book and I was wondering if you would purchase it from me. So I'm a person that talks from experience. I did cold calls. I meet people in person. I talk about what I do for a living, and people are interested in that. So you have to be interesting. So if you're not able to sell your book in print, don't worry about it. Direct people to your website or direct people to other people's website, which will be, you know, Walmart, Barnes and Nobles and Amazon and whoever else is out there. But don't give up on your book. You have to make sure you talk about it or your book is just going to fizzle out. You don't want your book to fizzle out. Okay. So far, so good. Everybody catching on? okay great okay great all right so here we go all right so as you can see self-publishing is a contact sport let me tell you something about self-publishing when you guys self-publish you are a very important person a traditional publisher will do this for you a traditional publisher the person that's investing in you this is what they do And we're going to talk about ownership a little bit here a traditional publisher says hey i love your book this is fantastic This is the royalty split. We're going to give you a dollar for every book that you sell, right? But you do not own the ISBN, okay? What's the ISBN, Darshan? Let me show you. It's the international uh, barcode, serial barcode number. It's the UPC code on the back of a book, right? The publisher, that's what makes you a publisher. So when you self-publish, you own your own ISBN. When you go to a traditional publisher, they own it. Now, you are entitled to the copyrights along with the publisher. See, they kind of jam you up. So when you're a self-published person, you have more control over your material. And a lot of people don't understand this part. That ISBN lets the government know how many books you sell. It also lets them know that you're a taxpaying citizen, right? But when it comes down to litigation, they say, well, who owns the book? well the publisher owns the book so who's the publisher in this in, in this instance well i'm the traditional publisher i own the book but darshan has the copyrights because he authored the book you follow me i authored the book this is great um, so when you author the book you are entitled to the copyrights you still register it with the copyright.gov Right. You register it with them. But when you're under a traditional publisher, they take care of everything for you. So they kind of baby you in a sense. They still want you to go out and, and talk about the book A traditional publishers. They're going to put you on TV. They're going to put you on radio. They, they may even advance you a couple of dollars. But in the end, they're taking all the credit for your work because they're the ones that own your material. This is why there are so many disputes when authors want to leave from a publishing company. They go, yeah, you can leave all day long. But we're keeping the rights to this book. Why? Because we published it. We're the publisher. When you self-publish, you become the traditional publisher. You become your marketing agent. You become your literary agent. You become everything. But you also own everything. And that's the most important part, because when you own a book, you have the ability to take that book and license it out to production companies. You have the ability to sell it to whoever you want. When someone else owns your material, you have to sit at the negotiating table with that person and say, listen, this is how much I want to sell it for. And they go, no, no, we own the rights to this book. Yeah, you got it copyright it and you can have the copyright, but we own the ISBN. So in most cases, some books become become obsolete because they can't work it out with the publisher or the estate of who that author was. Uh, they, they just can't deal business with each other. Right. So. When you are self-publishing, understand that you are a very important person and you control the direction of that book, which is why you have to talk about it so much and you have to have a a perfect marketing plan. I, I hate to use this analogy, but you have to think of it this way. The book isn't necessarily your baby, but you have to guide that book in the direction you want it to go. You have to say, "Okay, where do I want this book to go? What do I want? What type of accomplishments do I want to see this book do for me? right? It's just like when you're raising your kids, what, where do I want you to go? How do I direct you? Right? You want to put yourself in that book in a, in a position to where it's going uphill instead of staying plateau. Um, now let's talk about, let's go into trying to get your books into a store. So this is what happens when you try to get your book into a store. And this, this goes across the globe for CVS, Walgreens, Uh, anybody you can think of Whole Foods, anybody who is able to carry a magazine or any type of book, this is how they operate. They're going to put all of you on a probation period. And that probation period is usually 90 days. And they want to sell thousands of units because they have hundreds of stores and they're able to put like 25 copies per store. I don't want you guys to be worried about trying to get your book in the stores right now because of what's happening there's a decline in stores of course people are looting stores that's going to be a loss for you right because if people burn up a whole store and you got 25 copies in that in that store well you just lost out on 25 copies okay so you you want to focus on doing digital in this in 2020 and the price is a lot cheaper for the customer right in most cases most ebooks are like 2.99 3.99 so i know you want to get your books inside the store but you have to think Are you going to be able to move thousands of units? You got to be real with yourself. Remember when I told you, I told her, so I couldn't move 60,000 units, but I can move 250 so I can move 250 in in 90 days. And when I did that and I showed that track record, they kept it going. So I kept on increasing. So I know you want to get your your books inside the bookstore, but don't worry. As long as you have your books on people's websites, such as Barnes and Nobles books a million, that's great. People can see that you're verified and certified. That's no problem but just focus on selling units how many people can I sell today can I get 12 people today can I get 100 people by the end of the week you want to sell units you want to move units because what happens is this in today's time when you're moving units digitally your name builds up in the software base or the the algorithm is what they're calling it It builds up by saying, "Okay, this book is selling pretty good. It's selling pretty consistent. It may not be a retail copy, but it's a digital copy. And their software starts to move books up the totem pole. Uh, I notice if you go to Amazon, you see that certain books have a ranking system. Well, what you want to do is keep on selling the book all the time. You can direct people to Amazon. That's no problem. Or you can wherever your book is placed. But just remember, when you put your book on someone else's platform, they give you pennies right it's just like when you move into somebody's house it's their rules so it's your material you own it but we're going to give you 75 cents for every book that you sell you have no control on what they put that price up they'll tell you what's your what's your general price 12.99 they can sell your book for 35 I seen one of my books being sold for 57 dollars on Amazon and I got 17 cents out of 57 dollars. now what i would tell you is it's okay to tell people to go to walmart target and everything else like that but if you own your own stuff your own isbn your own copyrights if you own that material and you have your own website always direct people to your website because you're going to retain more of the money you can let them know as a as a certification to you that it's available at walmart uh, but or target But you want to bring people your way why why do you want to bring people your way well nine times out of ten that's not going to be your only book you want people to be interested in who you are as a person it's fantastic that you can articulate and write a book down that's fantastic but how do you get people to get a a interest in you as a person Uh, how transparent are you being Uh, how 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 authentic are you being with people to say hey uh, i can teach you how to write a book or i can teach you how to do something so everything is strategic guys you have to make sure that you have to make sure that this is something that you really want to do again. This is what I do day in and day out. I love speaking about it because I come from a place of experience, right? I, I always thought about having a book out there. I wanted to be the most well articulate person in the world. I wanted to be well known. And as you as you can see, I'm doing pretty good at uh, implementing a place that I thought I, I didn't belong. I didn't think I belonged in these uh, re- big big box retail stores. But as you can see from experience, and a lot of you have access to me. It's easy to do it if you really believe in it. Now, um, I think how many people are in the chat now? OK, OK, great. So here's a person that's very dedicated. Cheryl Legrand, Cheryl Legrand, she comes onto to my podcast. Cheryl Legrand is a go get her she's a person that's not given up She she calls me she contacts me we email each other and one thing I notice about Shirley is she's not letting her books die so when you're trying to promote your books you have to get on other people's platforms some people may charge for their platforms but you have to get on other people's platforms and you have to casually talk to people it's, That's if you're into social media you have to casually talk to people in the comments Right. You have to pull people your way. That's the reason of getting on someone else's platform. I, I, I don't I'm not telling you to necessarily hijack it, but I'm telling you to get the word out about your book. If you if you aren't selling anything, you have to talk to people. So you talk to them in person, but definitely talk to them through digital social social media. OK. Mm. And if people really want to buy your retail copy, they, they know where to find you. They'll find it. You know, they'll find it. They'll find it in the stores. They'll come to your website. So rest assured. Um, All right. Now, this is what I want to talk about real quickly before I uh, I want to talk about. When you're trying to when you're trying to be a big hitter in the industry, if you're trying to sell your book to a production company, uh, if you're trying to turn your book into a movie, I would advise you guys to. Uh, Take a look at this book. It's called Guide to Literary Agents. They do have a, this is the last time I looked it up. Uh, I've been okay since then, but they have a 2020 version, right? It's called Guide to Literary Agents. This book right here, I'm able to speak so well about what I'm doing because of the examples in this book. This book teaches you how to have a literary agent, a publicist, a lawyer, the people who have to speak on your behalf to get you in front of production companies or to even sell your self-published book to a traditional company. It teaches you how to formulate an email to get them to open it up. I've been very successful at talking to these people, uh, but I don't like their deals. Some of those companies have terrible deals. Their percentages are terrible, which is why I stayed as a a self-publishing author myself. Um, I really don't like to call myself self-published because I, I bought my own ISBNs. Uh, I want to talk about ISBNs real quickly. Uh, If you want to purchase your ISBNs, go to myidentifiers.com, myidentifiers.com. That website, you can purchase up to 10 ISBNs. Now, remember what I said earlier, when you own your ISBN, you are the publisher. That is a fact. The government notices you as that because you bought an ISBN. That's the international barcode serial number, right? When you own your own ISBN and your copyrights, you own that book. You tell it what to do. And this book right here, uh, this uh, the Guide to Literary Agents, what happens with this book is you're looking to pitch your material. So I was looking to, in the beginning, uh, I was looking to pitch, uh, what book was that? Girlfriend versus Wife Duties. And my book, Say Hello to Me. I was trying to pitch it as a movie and I was trying to figure out How do I take this book, the self-help book, and turn it into a romance, you know, a romance comical movie? Uh, I got through to a lot of literary agents, but I didn't like the offer. I didn't like the direction they wanted me to go. Uh, But it is a helpful book because these are some of the most prominent literary agents in the industry. They do have a 2020 version. Okay, but so that's that on that. It's it's self-explanatory. It's a very great example. A very great example to how to put together a book proposal how to put together a a pitch if you will via email Um, it's very helpful to do this book i I need to figure out a way to uh to have my face on the front cover of this book but uh yeah so um okay so here we go we're going to close it out and i'm i'm going to answer some questions here so here we go and i hope this is very helpful now I didn't want to leave out the part to say, well, okay, if I never wrote a book, how do I write a book? And this is how you write a book. No one knows your story but you, whatever that experience may be. Get in front of a computer if you have one or write it down on a piece of paper. And the best way for you to become a creative writer is to explore your emotions talk about your emotions i don't care if they have to be vulgar i don't care if it makes you cry because if it makes you cry when i read it it's going to make me cry no one can tell your story but you no one can share my experiences with my child from these children's books but me that's why they're so successful these these are things that i'm doing to have an imagination no one was able to tell my romance novels or my erotica books the way i did because those were my experiences so when you're telling your story be be open, be open, tell everybody what it is. This is the book. This is Most cases, people say my life is an open book. Well, be that open book. Be very open. Be so open that it's, it's TMI. Because what happens is you pull in the reader. And then that reader goes, hey, did you check out this book? Hey, maybe you should go check out this book. This is how people become word of mouth. So when you're writing a book, Share your experiences with me. Bring me into your world. Make me understand what you're going through. I want to know why did you write this book? Why do you think it's so important? Why do you think that everybody in the world should be reading it? Because nine times out of 10, when you share your experience with me, I'm going to talk about it. Look how we talk about movies. Look how we talk about some books in, in general. We go, no, that's a good book. That's a great read. Right? So tell your story no one knows your story but you and it's important for you to tell your story anyway because life is so unexpected so tell your story get get to a piece of pen and pad get in front of your laptop and dedicate your time at least give yourself 15 minutes to an hour to write your story i don't care what it is if it's a children's book and you say well darshan i can only do about eight sentences that's okay Write those eight sentences. Right. And then think about what you want those illustrations to look like, because that's what happens with children's books. Write that romance novel. Talk about your experience when you were in your early teens and going through college. Paint the picture for me. Right. So, Darshan, how do I paint a picture? How do I become a creative writer? Well, by being a creative writer, you have to you have to lay out those adjectives for me. Right. Bring me into a place of uh, I'm sitting down and I can you were in the kitchen cooking some bacon and eggs and then, and then explain to me what that smell smelled like. And where were you at at this time? And what were you thinking? And what were you wearing? Right. That pulls me into the story. And now I want to read more. Now I want to turn a page. Right. And after I get done reading your book, guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to get online. I'm going to say, Hey, did you check out this book? This is a good read. That's what happens when you tell your story, even if it's a, Even if it's a fake story, right, just you can put yourself anywhere you want to when you're writing books. But what the main thing you want to do is tell your story because no one can tell it the way you do. Okay. All right, so let me make sure I'm just going to go back here and make sure I covered all my notes. Yes, go ahead and uh, let's go through that yeah let me explain something and I'm gonna close it out with the books uh, from there uh bring up the book list bring up the book list first bring up the book list this goes into this portion here uh goes into the marketing aspect so the book list is right next to uh Anaya's trip to Atlantis yeah okay so back in uh 2015 2016 I'm gonna say 2015 when when Anaya was born I I I wrote the book I wrote the book in my cell phone that night. So I had wrote like a 10 book children's series, right? And I knew what I was going to try to do was I was going to try to come out with every book every year. And I was going to grow the book up with her. So you see that book list, those books, I have them already written. Excuse me. Up until 2024, if I'm not mistaken, she'll be roughly about nine or 10 years old. So I had a, a marketing plan for my business proposal. I had a plan for my daughter. Well, the moment she was born. So if you go to uh, the next book, uh, Anaya's trip to the rainbow, I want to show you guys something. This is this is what I call clever marketing here. I want to show you guys something. Yeah, no problem. That one right there. So if you look at that image right there, that's an image of my daughter when she was about seven months old, but, but roughly about six, six months old. Uh, what I decided to do, I was talking to my wife and I say, hey, do you think that we should keep her looking like that or should we grow her up a little bit? So if you go to the next picture, which is Anaya's trip to space. OK, we gradually started growing her up and I go to the next one, Anaya's road trip. So in that picture, Anaya's trip to space, she's about two years old. Uh, Anaya's road trip, she's three And that's the book that we we have out right now if you go to anaya's haunted halloween uh, what we started to gradually do was uh make her a little bit taller right she's she's a little bit taller and then on anaya's trip to atlantis uh that's what anaya looks like right now so uh, she'll be five in august she'll be five in august so we took a, a image of her a uh, picture of her when she was like, you know, four years old. Uh, but as you can see, the body frame. If you look at the body frame, we purposely grew her up. So what's going to happen for the the other five series? We're probably going to keep her at the age of five. And what's going to happen in those five, the the next five series? Uh, that's going to be all Anaya. She's going to write those books herself. Uh, I have the titles already written. I have my experiences with her. I'm just going to have her implement her two cents. And then we're going to come out with the other five. So this is all based off of my business plan that I had did back in, uh, in 2016. After I came out of, after I came out of Walmart, I kind of revised it a little bit. And what I decided to do was, uh, slowly give myself leverage on creating some tennis shoes. If you can pull up the tennis shoes, right? So we, now we are coming out with shoes. So we got the children's books and I, I believe Dr. Woods, um, I didn't have the shoes when I first spoke to you, but uh, that was in my plan. So uh, we have the children's shoes, we have the children's socks, we have the book bags, we have the umbrellas, and that was to give myself leverage, right? Uh, because what I'm doing now is I'm trying to license my material to companies such as Disney, Pixar, Sony, whoever else has the, ha- has the big checkbook, that's who we're going to. So um, I, hope this, guys, I hope this helped you out a lot I hope I didn't miss anything. Um and I, I just want to thank you guys for your time and I want to open the floor up to any questions and answers you may have because one thing I do love the most, I love giving people answers. Uh you can do both. Okay. So if you're going to go for a company, um, when I, if you do a software, excuse me, if you do a software that's you doing it yourself and you're trying to cut costs, you have to be careful because in certain languages, uh, uh, in English, it's, it's phrased a different way. So I would, I, would, I would do both if I were you, Dr. Uh, Dr. Jane White, I would do both. But I would actually reach out to a person who can actually translate in that language uh, just based off of the the barriers of how we speak in English or how someone else may speak in uh, Japanese. Yeah, so uh, the average number for ISBN it, it ranges from one seventy five. Well, just for one, it's between one seventy five and two hundred dollars, and uh, and that's that two hundred dollars is that after tax. Uh, so it's basically about two hundred dollars for one ISBN. But when if you go to myidentifiers.com dot com, they have a bulk option. Uh, I believe that bulk option is uh let me let me double check i'm gonna go there right now because i have it in my uh my bookmarks um, 10. yeah so they used to have 10 for 350 dollars i think they raised the price it may be 10 for 450. Um, but they're they're worth having and, and this is why they're worth having a uh, uh, judge woods uh, when you own your own isbn you have the option to sell your isbn to let's say you want to come up with a. somebody wants you to publish a book for them Uh, well if things don't work out between you two you can have that author uh purchase that isbn from you so that they own the isbn so it's all about ownership that's what a lot of people are trying to do it's best for you to have your own isbn it still works the same way as if you were under a self-publishing company because most of the, dis- the distribution comes through um, Ingram Book Group. So as long as your, I- uh, as long as your ISBN is legit uh, through uh, identifier services, you'll be fine. Hey, Stephanie, bring Anaya.